Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood. Welcome to Luke 21. And we're into a very fascinating passage in 2 Peter 3 and a difficult but valuable topic, and that is dealing with delay, or you might more accurately um, title it, dealing with apparent delay. And what am I talking about? Here's one of the more difficult aspects to understand biblical prophecy is there seems to be prophetic predictions in the New Testament that would immediately come to fulfillment but there seems to be a delay, like 2,000 years. How do you deal with this? Now, in Catholic circles, you should be aware of this, and when you buy a book, you buy a DVD set, you listen to a broadcast, you should know the perspective of the person who is teaching you, like the book of Revelation or something, and one of the more favorite uh, varieties of or schools for understanding prophecy in today's world would be the preterist perspective, and especially the full preterist perspective. Let me give you an example. I saw a review of a $100 DVD set that unlocks the book of Revelation, and the reviewer went on to say, well, the DVD set and the book of Revelation is not about the future, but about the past. In other words, that full preterist position would say, that book of Revelation is written about stuff that went on in the first century, certainly not the 21st century. Now, you shouldn't be hostile to folks who believe in the full preterist position. One reason is, I used to be one. By God's uh, I guess, humor. He had me through about every perspective one could hold regarding biblical prophecy so I could understand how people think. I fell in headlong into the full preterist uh, trap, and fortunately, St. Augustine, other great church fathers, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, St. John Paul II, and Benedict Sixteenth rescued me, pulled me right out. So I now believe quite strongly, and I've articulated this as we've gone through various passages of Scripture, I believe that biblical prophecies can have both a historical and a future aspect. And yet, how do you deal with the seemingly immediate fulfillment predictions that are in biblical prophecy? Let me give you an example. The first verse and the third verse of the book of Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants what must soon take place. Blessed is he who reads aloud the word of the prophecy. Blessed are those who hear and keep what is written therein, for the time is near. Now, this isn't really a teaser. It's just a complicated subject I'm trying to break down. Next episode, I'll be dealing directly with Revelation chapter 1, but today I want to deal with 2 Peter chapter 3. Why is that? 2 Peter chapter 3, to my knowledge, 
is the most extensive scripture passage that directly deals with the apparent delay of biblical prophecy in the entire New Testament. In fact, you could look at the entire chapter 3 of 2 Peter as an explanation of the apparent delay in the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And he's also warning how money-grabbing, sexually immoral false teachers were using the apparent delay to lead Catholics astray. And so this is almost like the last will and testament, the last reminder of our first pope to the Catholic Church. And it's in 2 Peter 3. I'm going to start with the second verse. You should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through our apostles. First of all, you must understand this, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own passions and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things have continued as they were from the beginning of creation. Now, I'm going to talk about verses 5 through 7 next week, but in a nutshell, he says, hey, do you remember there's such thing as a flood? It really changed things. So all things haven't continued as they were, and that flood by water was a prefiguring uh, judgment, so to speak, of the final judgment by fire at the second coming. But then he goes on, verse 8, but do not forget this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. And now verse 9, which is the prime reason, the most important reason and the most profound reason for apparent delay in the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is forbearing toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now, reason number one for the delay, (laughs) the apparent delay, and I'm giving you a couple of main reasons today, and I'm giving you at least two more very important ones in the next episode, but the number one prime reason for delay, the apparent delay in fulfillment of prophetic passages, is the mercy of God. Now, I don't understand, I'm trying to be honest, I don't understand the the scope of the mercy of God. It's beyond my understanding, and sorry to prejudge you, but I think it's beyond yours too. I mean, my community here in Greenville, South Carolina, we like living here past 16 years, and a lot of people want to move here now, and you know, a lot of us here want to say, well, now that we're here, let's shut the gate. And a lot of Christians okay, we're in, we're happy, we're having a wonderful time at Mass, praying the rosary, and our kids are going to Catholic school, shut the gate. The only reason that I can see why this planet in its current state is still in existence is waiting for others to come to repentance. 
That means no matter what you're involved in and, you know, we get distracted by a lot of vocations, avocations and attention grabbing things like smartphones. The only thing why this planet is still here is the mercy of God. So what should we be doing? Evangelism, and I would say the new evangelism, which means reaching Catholics who have really, their faith is just simmering or was extinguished. Spreading the faith. That's the only reason our planet is still in existence. Otherwise, these prophecies would have been fulfilled long ago. So that's reason number one. Everything else is secondary. All right, here's reason number two. The apostles' immediate understanding of Jesus' words and, you know, shortly thereafter, the few years thereafter, when Peter was writing this, it had gone on a while. That's why the false teachers were saying, hey, how come he didn't show up? There's no second coming. Have a great time. Go sin all you want. There's nothing to fear from the final judgment of God. And the apostles' immediate understanding was that Jesus would come pretty soon, at least most of them. Uh, some thought Jesus would come in the fulfillment of his kingdom during Holy Week. I mean, it was going to be a quick one. And Jesus's words, Jesus' intention of his words, maybe there's a few little things we overlooked. Matthew 24 is an important chapter of biblical prophecy. It's called the Olivet Discourse. It was on the Mount of Olives. That's why it's called the Olivet Discourse. And in the Gospel of Matthew, it's the end times discourse. And he says this, Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, it's talking about the second coming, will find so doing. Truly, truly, I say to you, he, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant, so he's talking about two kinds of servants, the good servant, faithful, doing what his master wants. When he comes, the second coming, he finds him so doing. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master, these are people claiming to be Christians, but he says, my master is delayed. See, the wicked servant says, well, there's a delay. Uh, when you get to Second Peter, they just say, it's not happening. But it starts with a delay. And so he begins to beat his fellow servants, and he eats and drinks with the drunken. He just basically dissipates himself. So the master of that servant, servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and an hour he does not know, and will punish him, and put him with the hypocrites, and there men will weep and gnash their teeth. Uh, that's not heaven. That's not purgatory. That's the bad place. And it starts with thinking to yourself, my master is delayed. He is not delayed, according to our first pope. He's right on schedule, and his schedule involves redeeming people not wishing that any should perish. And if you want to look at Luke 12, verses 43 and following, uh, Luke 12 says the exact same things, what Jesus says here in Matthew 24. My master is delayed. Then you turn the page, and you find those parables in Matthew 25 relating to the end times. And we find the parable of the talents. For it will be as when a man is going on a journey— 
Now, a journey, is this to the neighborhood corner market to get a gallon of milk and come home? Or is it a long journey? You have to read on to find out. He called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Now, you generally don't entrust your property to somebody unless you're going to be gone a good while. To the one he gave five talents and another two, another one, according to his ability. Then he went away. It's called the ascension. Verse 19, this is what sometimes a lot of people read over a little too quickly. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came, the second coming, after a long time. Right now, there are tens of millions of American Christians, Protestants and Catholics, living without a second thought about styling their lives in light of the coming of Jesus Christ. And we're about to begin Advent, and so where are our heads? Well, of course, they're about the Black Friday deals on Amazon. They're not about being ready, and the church and its mercy has a whole season of the church year, an important season, to refresh our minds regarding the coming of Christ. So having, having an active, living belief of the second coming has profound implications on your morality, your worldview, your life purpose, and whether or not you give a twit about evangelism. False prophets will do everything possible to get you and your children to digest what I call prophetic valium. My master is delayed in order to put you into a spiritual slumber. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 303 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.